Welcome to the Perfume Room. By popular request, I am bringing you another solo episode. And I will say, if that was not your request, totally fine. Feel free to skip this one and I will see you next week. Okay, guys, give it a second. Wait for it. Wait for it. Okay, I think it's just us. It is just me and you. This is for everybody who wanted this episode. Hey, I need to tell you about my scent of the day today because I am truly blown away. I am wearing... Joram Studio Gorseland. And I cannot remember if I talked about this scent on the podcast before, but it was one of the fragrances that I smelled when I was in LA a few weeks ago. I went to the Lucky Scent store, Scent Bar. Shout out to Emmy, who works there, if you are listening to this, because I said to Emmy that I was really looking for something that was like rooty and starchy and vegetal. And she pointed me in the direction of Gorseland. And I have to say, it totally delivered. It was the fragrance I didn't know I wanted. And it's rooty in a way that reminds me of parsnips. As you guys know, whenever I blind smell a fragrance, I do try and clock what I think the notes are just as like a fun little like test of my nose or what I'm perceiving, or maybe there's a reason like maybe certain notes tend to smell similar. And that's why like, I think I'm perceiving apricot, but it's really peach or vice versa. So in any event, The notes that I clocked, which were very wrong, were parsnips, almonds in like a sort of cherry almondy, almost like medicinal type way, fennel, some sort of sunshine accord, something herbaceous, almost like house planty, but all of it grounded in something that really felt like a root vegetable. It's so different from anything I have smelled. And I want to share with you guys what some of the actual notes are because I'm truly just like, what are these notes? Okay, I'm going to read them. And if I'm pronouncing them wrong, I apologize. A stilb, milkvetch, catchfly, woodruff, gorsewood, and dravets. Those notes sound like a parody video of someone's impression of Perfume Talk who didn't mean to end up on Perfume Talk. And maybe I'm being dense and you do know those notes, but I personally don't know any of them, let alone what they smell like. There were a few other notes in the fragrance that I did know, like lemon and narrowly and cannabis. But all in all, I am just so impressed, intrigued, confused. I've smelled a few of their other fragrances at this point, and they are all so irreverent and offbeat and joyful. And I'm so excited because I am actually interviewing the co-founders of Jordan Studio for an upcoming episode of Perfume Room. So stay tuned, more to come on that. Somebody asked what fragrances have been sparking joy recently and another person asked what the November Smell Club theme is. And when I tell you that the answer is one and the same, savory gourmands. That is the theme for November Smell Club. That is a theme that I am just loving and gravitating towards right now. And when I say savory gourmands, what I mean are fragrances that have very edible qualities to them without feeling like the dessert. Perhaps maybe more of the appetizer or the entree. We are going to be smelling vegetal scents. We are going to be smelling bready scents. You know I'm squeezing in a lactonic if I can, whenever I can. It is going to be so fun and such a fun way to explore some of the more obscure or less common or offbeat sort of gourmand type scents. 
So without spoiling too much, let me just tell you a few that have been piquing my interest as of late that you may or may not find in the November Smell Club sample pack. First up, we have Eris Greenspell, which is just the greenhouse scent of my dreams. If I have talked about a greenhouse scent before that I thought was amazing, no, it is this one. It is so good. It is so photorealistic. It is lush. It is verdant. I am literally in a glass greenhouse and I love it. And I was talking to Dana at Scent Bar because that's where I first smelled it. And we were saying it's almost like, because we both love Coven, and we were saying it's kind of like Coven's daytime counterpart. It's just so good and familiar and it smells like all those sort of garden herbs that you know and love. That is actually a good segue and a good reminder about Coven because perhaps you saw it on my Instagram, but I do have another partnership with Andrea Mock going on right now where specifically on Coven, you can get 20% off the travel size 15 milliliter bottle, which is a brand new size or 20% off a full bottle. So that means you could potentially get a bottle of Coven if you got the the smaller bottle for $60. The code is PR, as in perfume room, Coven 20. That is PR Coven 20. If you wanna get 20% off any size bottle of Coven, it comes with two free samples and the order is valid until October 31st. So only a few more days If you think you want a bottle of Coven, this is definitely the most discounted way to do it. And as always, I am partnering with Andrea, so I do get a slight commission of any bottle you purchase. Okay, infomercial over. Let me tell you a few more savory gourmands that are pulling at my heartstrings. Okay, next up. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to talk too much about the Potager line from L'Artisan because I have a very fun guest coming up and we are actually going to be going through that line. But I will say that my two favorites that rose to the top are Musk Amarant, which is a very beet-forward fragrance, as well as Cetre Cerruse, which is a fennel-forward fragrance. Another savory gourmand that I am just absolutely loving is Maison Trudon de... Ugh, sorry, the pauses that I'm smelling them as I'm talking about them. And this one is just... It kind of smells like juniper, celery, and even something like a little coconutty I'm getting to my nose. It's just beautiful. It is so fresh, but it feels woodsy, but it feels vegetal. It's just lovely. Now, this is not a perfume, but I would be remiss not to talk about a very special candle that just arrived, and that is none other than Soft Life from Sir Candleman and Lord de Seraphine. Um, Sir Candleman, Kudzi, if you are listening to this, you do not miss. This is amazing and is throwing what I know about fig. Because to be honest, I don't really wear fig fragrances that much. There are a few that have stolen my heart and you guys have heard about them. Same with candles. But in general, it is not a note that I gravitate towards. And oh my God, Soft Life is so good. It has all that fig sort of like juicy greenness without being cloying, which is usually my complaint about fig. There is such a bright citrus facet. However, while it has that freshness, while it has that buoyancy, it's grounded in something warm and deep with notes of cedar and amber. It is lush. And oh my God, this vessel is beautiful. Such a lovely ceramic with this 
cute pink lid. I'm going to make a TikTok video on it. So more to come there. But yeah, Sir Candleman, you've done it. So thank you. Another question that I was asked that I thought was really interesting was, have I ever worn a perfume that I have felt uncomfortable in, in the way that I was perceived by others? And that actually reminded me of something that happened just last week. I was not uncomfortable in this fragrance. I'm very confident in the fragrances that I wear and I thought I smelled amazing, but I was wearing one of my favorites, Je ne sais quoi from Teo Cabanel, which is an amazing ricey tea scent that I just, I cannot recommend enough with this soft floral sea that comes out in the dry down. It is just beautiful and one of my favorite perfumes that I have ever worn. With that said, sprayed it all over. I was very ready to be perceived. Went out to dinner with some friends who are very much not into niche fragrance. They like perfume, but they wear, you know, more mainstream fragrances. Anyway, get there. I'm standing with my friend. Our other friend walks in, hugs both of us. Clearly, I'm giving off a smell. And she looks at my friend and is like, oh my God, you smell amazing. What are you wearing? And my friend was wearing Glossier You. Now, is Glossier You a lovely perfume? Did my friend smell amazing? Yes, to both of those answers. But it's not that I didn't smell amazing. I just wasn't wearing something that was her taste. And it actually reminded me of a DM that I recently received. Where basically what the DM said was, this person ordered my Twisted Lily Discovery set and they were really excited about it and they had different fragrances in the kit that they liked and they were wearing Montal Iris So Intense out to dinner with friends, hoping to get compliments. And not only did they not receive compliments, but somebody else at the table actually got tons of compliments. And they were obviously upset by this and they wanted me to know this. And to that, I want to say... You have to ask yourself, what is the purpose of the scent that you are wearing? And don't judge yourself for your answer. If genuinely you want to wear a scent to be complimented, that is valid, that is fine. But what I would recommend, if that is the case, is go with the tried and true bestsellers. They are bestsellers for a reason because they are the most unanimously loved and well-regarded fragrances. If that is what you're after, go to your local department store and just ask what some of the most popular fragrances are. And I guarantee they will point you in the direction of something that is probably going to garner lots of compliments. And if going the more niche route is what you're after, you kind of have to give up on the notion that everybody is going to love your scent because by virtue of what niche fragrances are, they're supposed to be a little off-center. They're supposed to be more eclectic and a little bit different to what the typical consumer palette knows is used to. If you love it and it makes you feel happy when you wear it and it makes you feel confident when you wear it, I guarantee you are going to rock that fragrance and you are going to wear it well. If you have even participated in any smell club session before, you are among a community of fellow niche fragrance lovers. And even in all of those sessions, there will be two people in the exact same session where one person is like, I immediately need a full bottle of this fragrance. And another person is like, you could not pay me to wear this scent. Fragrance is subjective. And if you are not going for something mainstream, then you just have to go with your gut and you just have to go with, how do I feel when I wear this scent? So to close the circle on the original question, which is, have I ever felt uncomfortable based on how I was perceived in a scent? 
was I, as someone who's like literally has a perfume podcast, was I like a little butthurt that like I didn't get a perfume compliment and my friend did? Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm human. I was like, um, hello, you know, I have a freaking perfume podcast. But once I got over that, I was like, that is okay. This is probably not her scent profile. This is probably not her taste. And you know what? It's my taste and I'm wearing it for me and I freaking love it. And I couldn't stop getting like whiffs of my arm. Like I was like going in the bathroom, sniffing my shirt because I had sprayed it on my clothes. It is okay if you don't get a compliment. If you are happy, that is enough. Dayenu. Ooh, okay. Another thing I wanted to talk about is two Laquita Imaginaire scents that I don't feel are getting the airtime they deserve. Blanche Bet, rightfully so, is getting a lot of hype right now. Great coconut, lactonic, condensed milk type of scent. You know I'm into it. But let me tell you two others that I recently tried in their discovery set that I want to call to your attention if you are not already familiar. Okay, number one, Fleur de Sable. It is so beautiful. Okay, it has rose, it has pimento, it has orris. I don't have the fragrance notes pulled in front of me, so that's just what I remember from memory, but it is somehow sweet and juicy with just like a little bit of tartness. It smells nothing at all like this fragrance, but I'm going to give a comparison of like, if this was your jam, this will be too. If you like hibiscus mahajad because of that same sort of like sweet, juicy, tart, big sillage type of thing, definitely try Fleur de Sable because they are very distant cousins. In fact, none of the notes are the same, but the idea and what they evoke is very similar for me. And in fact, I wasn't even the biggest fan of Hibiscus Mahajad, but I cannot stop wearing Fleur de Sable. It is beautiful. Okay, you know there's one more we got to talk about, and it is Fleuve Tendre. And this fragrance, I'm smelling it right now. The best way I can describe it is Dirty Marseille Soap. It is giving me that sort of like, like Neroli and soda water, fizzy, like bougie bar soap type of vibe mixed with like a civet note. I can't even explain it. Somehow it is the dirtiest, cleanest scent I have ever smelled. I absolutely love it on skin. I think that animalic thing gives like that very irresistible quality where you can't stop sniffing yourself, but there's something in here that while being so animalic is so soapy and floral and pleasant. I love it. Um, somebody asked me what I am going to be for Halloween and what perfume I'm going to wear. Great timing because I was just talking about this in Smell Club. Um, so for Halloween this year, I am going to be Fester Adams um, from the Adams Family, circa Adams Family Values in his Debbie Jelinski era. So I'm going to be doing that white suit with the blue turtleneck, with the wig. If you know, you know. Very excited about it. And you know what? I have not figured out what scent I would wear. I feel like maybe that character would be in like Dracar Noir. I don't know. If you guys have any recommendations, feel free to DM me. What would Fester Adams in his Debbie Jelinski era be wearing? I will wear it. I am open to all of your suggestions. Okay. Final question. I know this is a short episode, but think of these solo episodes kind of as like occasional palate cleansers. I haven't figured out the exact cadence, whether it'll be like every few weeks or every few months, but yeah, we'll be back to the regular format next week. So the final question that I'm going to answer, and if I did not get to your question, I will try to get to it in the next solo episode, is what advice 
would you give to your younger self or what would you tell your younger self? And to that, I would say, let your freak flag fly. I feel like I really didn't come into my own or just like be unapologetically who I was until my 20s. And I feel like I went through high school and even college, just like so much of like censoring like all that I am and just like being so self-conscious of like, how was I going to be perceived or would guys like me or would I come off too strong or whatever? And I have my own, you know, past traumas that I could probably attribute that to, which is another episode for another time. But I just feel like I look back on high school and I have so much admiration and to be honest, like envy for my classmates who just knew who they were when they were 16 years old and were just like unapologetically exactly who they were at that age. Like my senior yearbook quote, and no shade if you did this too, because listen, I did it, but it was like a, like whatever, like Ferris Bueller quote. Like I was so just like thinking about how was I going to be perceived and how can I avoid sticking out that I just feel like I, I didn't come into my own until I really got into my twenties and started doing comedy. And even when I started doing improv, when I was like 20 or 21, even I think I was 21. I would say that the first like two or three years that I did improv, I was terrible. I kept going obviously, but I was so self-conscious and I was so hyper aware. Like I was like, I had a nervous laugh on stage and I just like didn't make big choices. And I remember the first time I had an improv show where I just played like a freaky character. Like I think I was like a monster garbage can and I was like screaming on stage or, and there was something so freeing about it. If you are listening to this and this resonates with you, I urge you to go into your bathroom or somewhere where you have a mirror and just like make weird faces and make weird sounds and just do something weird. Just do something weird right now. Shake out your body. I do that all the time. Like I, you gotta be weird. You have to. So yeah, be weird, stay weird, be who you are, embrace who you are. And I will see you next week. Perfumer was edited by Wyatt Peak. Music is by Max Vernon and illustrations are by Israel Rodriguez. 